Hometown Ghost Stories contains serious and often distressing events and is not intended for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome in, everybody. It is time for one of my favorite side content episodes we do. I hope everyone has a bottle of Ghost Elixir ready at the helm. It is time for Haunted Headlines. I am your host, Rob Coakley, joined as always by Jesse Wilkins. Jesse. Hello, my friends. And we are joined as well by Dave Wilkins. What's up? I'm actually very excited. These are quickly becoming my favorite of the sad content episodes. Yeah, these are so interesting as I look through. And I'm actually going to expand the way that we do this as we continue to evolve with the haunted headlines. So I I was specifically looking for ghost stories for haunted headlines. I've started coming across a lot of different crazy stories. I came across one that's a werewolf story that I'm saving for next time. There's so many different types of haunted tales in newspaper form from back in the day. And I can only hope that like a hundred years from now, I am in one of these articles and there's another podcast or whatever the hell they're doing at that point time frame, just beaming stuff straight into your head maybe. And we're in one of those articles where it's like, you know, Rob Coakley of Bridgewater, Massachusetts killed Dave Wilkins with a shovel at a hometown ghost stories event. Zero percent chance that happens. You don't want to die by shovel. No, there's just you're you're not winning that fight. If I have a shovel, Dave, I'll I'll take you with. <laughs> you could you could have your <laughs> shovel. <laughs> I think I'm going to win the fight with the shovel. We're going to have to for um if you become a VIP patron, we will do a fight where I fight Jave with a shovel, and you can see who wins that battle. Maybe the tricky yes. thing is when if you fight Jave, that's actually the two of us. That's Jesse <laughs> and Dave. <laughs> <laughs> The odds are in our favor because Dave actually likes to use me as a shovel. Yes. <laughs> we, call we, all, the, we call it the Javelon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, this, this one gets – it's so different from everything else that we do. I just get really like into looking for these stories. I, you guys have seen – I know you don't go into it because it's a folder. But I've created a folder with a ton of – haunted headlines already for future episodes because I just get so interested in looking for these. So hopefully the audience is liking it as well. I think they are, but do we want to start diving into one of the four tales that we are doing this week? Yeah, but we got to address it. You can't just take random folder jabs at us. We had an inside conversation (laughs) with our patrons about how you're the folder King, but you're really taking the crown for me because I am the folder King. Basically we have these, I'm secretly on your side here, Rob, because I know we have a, a shared Dropbox where we, you know, bounce files back and forth while we're producing these episodes. And it all started when I was like, we need a Dropbox because I'm sick of opening 6,000 emails a week. Anyways, Dave doesn't like these folders. Dave just pops files in Dropbox and doesn't put them in folders. He just throws them wherever the hell he wants. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a game. It is us trying to find where Dave's, stuff is every single week it's like dave where is this he's like oh it's in haunted yeah. headlines it's like it's no, a movie it's... review what are you doing <laughs> it's all just in the recent files anyways we don't have to go on to it we're, we're we're folder snobs we have a little bit of ocd when it comes to this stuff and dave just just living all free-spirited just dropping I have, files i have schizophrenia when it comes to folders <laughs> he does it is awful anyways unfortunately let's... that's gonna end up being the haunted headline about us is just like, like guys <laughs> Kill each other over folder dispute on Dropbox. 
We're like, damn, man, that's going to be our legacy. That's rough. <laughs> it's going to be a bad one. All right. We're going to get into our first haunted headline. This one is titled Town Ghost Catcher is Title Sought. And this one is from South Bend, South Bend, Indiana in 1908. Let's just start off by, I have no idea what the fuck this story is going to be about. What is that oh, title? Oh, you'll see. Got also, why, why is there, why is, I'm sorry. Why is there, a, there's an opening quotation. There's no end quote. Yeah. Well, it, no, there's an end quote. It's after catcher that the word that they had to. Oh, there it is. Oh. I didn't see it in there. Yeah. This, this is, is like a disaster. Well, they it's hyphenated disaster. that word catcher for no reason. Yeah. It's 1908, so just, guys. I guess. South Bend, Indiana, August 8th. Got any haunted houses in town? Asked John Shutt, a sprightly old man, as he stepped into the police station. He addressed his question to Patrolman Essex, who was on duty at the desk. If you have, I'd like to spend a night in them, continued the old man. Champion Ghost Chaser is the title the old man claims for himself. In the conversation which followed with the officer, he said, I heard there was a haunted house over on the east side. And I thought I'd volunteer to stay there all night. If everyone else was afraid, Mr. Shutt wanted to enter into an agreement with the city government to act as, quote, ghost chaser. The old man is not regarded as being abnormal in any respect, except that he has long been interested in ghosts. My first question <laughs> is, should that voice that you use be the voice that we use to try and communicate with ghosts from that era when we are on investigations. You want me to go my, my old timey. I mean, I guess it would, I went 1930s and this was from 1908. So I was a little, you know, out of the time frame. I'll tell you what we use that voice for. That's when we call haunted locations in (laughs) hot Southern States to find out if they have air conditioning. Yes, Yes. (laughs) That's the voice we use. Got any air conditioning down there? (laughs) Please don't call them. (laughs) They must be so mad at us. Uh, So I thought we'd start with this fun one where this is this old dude just trying to find a place to sleep, I think. I think that's what's going on here. He's just just looking for a house to get into. This guy's got a brand. He has a plan on how to lock down these possible. I mean, it's only recent that so many of these haunted locations have opened their doors to paranormal investigators. This is a long time ago. It must've been hard to get this stuff, you know, locked down a location so we could start doing a podcast in the 1930s. <laughs> 1908. 1908. Oh, we did the 1930s force. Yeah. 1908. Yeah. I think uh... that was like the beginning stages of YouTube. Like it's tough to tough to build your brand. So he walked in the police station. He had a mission and yeah, he was probably homeless looking for a place to sleep. So we're recording this before we go do our show on Plymouth. And I think the first thing that when we go to Plymouth is we should all go into the police station and demand the title of ghost chaser before we start our show. Me and Dave have been to that police station before. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I don't, I don't want to put my parents through that again. (laughs) Chasing ghosts. That's all right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's what we're doing. (laughs) Yeah. I'm sure. Um, I don't know. thought it was a fun story to start with. Very different. Real interesting that it was in the newspaper, but it just shows you how the newspaper has changed over time a little bit. 
it shows you how effective his strategy was. Uh, now, yeah. I don't know if this man actually ended up getting a haunted location, but he walked into the police station, made a, an insane announcement. Like, the, why the, the police wouldn't care. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Go talk to the people. I don't know. As he walked on the street, everyone's like, hey, there's ghost chaser John Shutt. Mm-hmm. That could be it. But but more so, all of a sudden, he's got an article written about him in the newspaper. All This is free advertising now. Yeah. That's why we got to go do it. We gotta he's go got to get a free advertisement. He's got to be a success story, right? You know that our core audience reads newspapers. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> so, I, I wonder what kind of ghost hunting equipment he was using. Oh, that's such a good question in 190, 1908. Like, 1908. What, what could he have even possibly? Well, they had, their, they had their early ghost hunting kits they would use string and powder and bells on doors to see if doors moved and they would use chalk and a lot of these tactics that they used back in the day for ghost hunting are still used by some investigators today and after the recent absolute failure of using electronics at our last ghost investigation i am ready to start using string and bells and i'm (laughs) going to be absolutely obnoxious at ghost investigations because i don't trust electronics (laughs) anymore yeah it's uh it's been a journey, so maybe that is the way to do it. And we even had someone in chat on our 100th episode who started doing their ghost investigations in the 90s, and they're still using the same equipment that they used then, which is like a compass and multiple other things. Yeah, but Tape recorder and stuff. Yeah. Nothing so. wrong with that. I mean, especially with some of this equipment where you don't have to rely on LED screens and batteries to be charged and some of these things that modern equipment can have issues with. Yeah, you know, so mm-hmm. using a compass is a pretty interesting. Like, he said ghost compass. I wonder what the if there's a. Did he say ghost compass or did he just say compass? He did say ghost compass. Oh, okay. I thought he said compass as well. So we'll have yeah. to look into that. All right. Do we want to jump into our next haunted headline? We yes. All right, I also like one. with the last one that it didn't really go anywhere either. It's just the yeah, news story. Just, the uh, news story was, was that I, I made an announcement at a police station. <laughs> It really was. It was all it was. And he's a lunatic. <laughs> More. I need to know. Like, did anyone actually hire this guy? I don't know. Yeah. That was definitely like the, the reporter was at the bar and Deputy Essex or whoever it was that was talking to him was like, you're not going to believe this shit to the bartender. And the newspaper guy was like, I'm going to just write this down and report on yep. this because I got nothing else going on right now. So I can definitely say it was definitely a slow day in the news that day. All right. This one is going to change directions from fun to terrifying really fast it is titled from 1913 child sits up in coffin oh, shit. so there's a sub headline three-year-old boy revived after apparent death lives but a few hours oh that's tragic this is in butte california april 26 again 1913 while the members of the family and relatives were grouped about the open coffin of Mrs. J.R. Bernie's three-year-old son listening to the funeral services, the body moved, and presently the child, clouded in its shroud, sat up and gazed about the room. Holy shit. God. His eyes caught those of his grandmother, Mrs. L.P. Smith. The aged woman stared at the child as if hypnotized. Then she sank into a chair, dead. Wait, she died? Yes. As she fell, the child dropped back into its coffin. 
death came a few hours later. This is the craziest story I've ever heard. It was so fast and so wild. It's fucking nuts, right? Like I read this one. I had to read it like five times because I'm like, this, this is scarier than any movie I've ever seen. This is it. If this, if this were fiction, it would be like the best crafted short horror story I've ever heard. This is yeah. amazing. But if it really happened, it's also it's possibly the scariest thing I've ever heard. This yeah. isn't from a ghost book. This isn't from fan fiction. This is from a newspaper in 1913. Yeah. This is hard. So, the, so let me get the story straight. Mm-hmm. Kid's dead. They're all at the funeral. Child sits up in the coffin and stares at the grandmother. Mm -hmm. She goes into a trance staring back at him. I'm assuming she just had a heart attack because, oh, my God, kids alive just sat up and stared at me. It sounds uh, like some sort of a curse going on. That child just death stared. I, there's so much to wrap your head around in this tiny article. The child came back from the dead to kill his grandmother by just looking at her with his death eyes. And then when they said death came a few hours later, that was to the child, right? So the Correct. kid came back to life. Yeah. You really got to embalm these people. <laughs> so my first observation here is picture you're at a funeral for a child. Awful. And the grandmother of that child is there and the fucking corpse sits up. Grandma has a fucking heart attack. That's obviously. what I'm saying. She, yeah. she must have had a heart attack. Yeah. But it just really sounds like he murdered her with his eyes. It does <laughs> like that's, that. that's my reaction there. Yeah. I don't be, think of that. Because you got to think of the way that this child is. It's a three-year-old child, by the way. Right. Right. We're talking about a three-year-old child that just. And, and the way I picture it is the child just slowly sits up, turns its body real slowly, and stares at his grandmother. Well, he was alive. So let's let's assess this situation first, because this first this being such a short article, there's so much to wrap your head around. Mm-hmm. He's not he's not quite dead yet, right? Not dead yet. <laughs> no. Sits up in his coffin. He's like, where the hell am I? And then looks around the room and sees a room full of people just staring at him. Yeah. And he's probably he probably scanned the room and locked eyes with the one person that he recognized. Maybe he saw his grandmother before he saw his parents or whatever the situation may be. And then, you know, I think the next part of the story is she's, what the fuck, heart attack, dead. And then he obviously wasn't well. He died a few hours later. They thought he was already dead. So somehow he had a one quick burst of life and it was very unfortunate. What a rough day for that family. Yeah. And, and was, again, one of the scariest stories I've ever read. Yes. And it's a newspaper article. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's, it's that old adage. Like, you know, they always say that uh, truth is stranger than fiction truth is also scarier than fiction because I don't know if I could have written this story any better than this because it's so abrupt. So it just really like hits you and it's done. Yeah, you're right. Cause scary stories like this get you. And we cover ghost stories. We cover potential werewolves and 
zombie vampires, all that kind of stuff that, you know, may or may not be true. But reality is scary. Stories like this are scary. And what's even scarier than all of it is monsters, you know, they, they, not actual monsters, but like people out there that that do horrible things. Because that's the scariest thing is that human beings will go out there and do stuff. Obviously, I don't think this kid meant to kill his grandmother. My first reaction was I was like, he has cursed eyes and he just murdered his grandmother. Right. No, I don't, I don't think that poor three-year-old boy died. I think he just probably was unable to speak and was really, really, really confused for those last moments. And poor sure. grandma was really, really, really terrified. Yeah. I, 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 I think back then that they didn't just automatically embalm everybody. I think that if you're poor, you were buried, you died and then you get buried as is. So that could have been the case there. And that's where you get so many of these stories, like with the dead ringers in the graveyards with the bell system that they had to rig up because they bury so many people alive. This sounds like a situation where the kid was most likely almost buried alive. And obviously the medical medicine was just different back then. Yeah. Well, it's worst case scenario because the grandmother died. It may have ended up being best case scenario for the kid. Now I know that best case scenario would be he lives, right? But in his condition, he was probably minutes away from being buried alive. And while it killed grandma, you're still glad that his last moments on the planet weren't in a dark coffin being lowered into the ground or something like that. And him just pounding, trying to get out. It sounds like although he died murdering his poor grandmother, he probably died peacefully a couple hours later, which dude, I can't get over how rough of a week this is for the parents. Your kid dies. You have the funeral kid kills grandma. And then you have to watch kid die again. Yeah. Then you probably have to have another funeral. And then it's like, what's next? Closed casket, nails. Don't kill any more family members before you go, kiddo. (laughs) Oh, man, that's a rough week. Yeah, definitely a rough week. But a uh, compelling story, and it is not the last time we will see falsely identifying somebody as dead in haunted headlines. So there's a teaser for future episodes. All right, let's jump into our next story. This one is titled Corpse in Haunted House, and this is from 1911. Corpse in Haunted House. Officials declare that DuPage County farmer did not kill himself. Lombard, Illinois, December 19th. William Gelterman, a farmer of Lombard, whose body was found suspended by a wire from a nail in the wall of a quote unquote haunted house near here was murdered and did not commit suicide as a coroner's jury found was indicated the body was exhumed and a stab wound was discovered in the victim's neck we're going to call a timeout right now before we finish this article we had to exhume the body to find the stab wound we didn't find the stab wound i'm immediately in, in the, the neck, neck. <laughs> it was that hard to find someone has got to be fired <laughs> i hope so it's got to be a few people investigators guy who does the autopsy that's it fire one of those people involved with those two situations there that's not good police work that's not it's more indicting on the uh 
the guy who did the autopsy, right? Like yeah. everybody. Yeah. I mean, what kind of detective? All around failure. <laughs> yeah. Like, what are we doing in Lombard, Illinois? Apparently, in 1911. Quickly diagnosing suicides is what yeah. they're doing. So they're walking into, they. I mean, in fairness, you walk in, you see a guy hanging. Oh, yeah. Guy hanged himself. Yeah. At first, until you see the giant stab wound in his neck. Yep. Bad police work. Right. I mean, no bueno. Come on. So it goes on. Besides the widow and children, a score of farmers stood by when the grave was opened. The postmortem examination made and a second jury impaneled. The DuPage County Commission immediately offered $1,000 reward for the arrest of the murderers. Well, they know the police aren't going to do the work, so yeah, might as well yeah. put out a reward for, the, for someone else to do it. Someone's got to figure it out who did this. Details of the tragedy were revealed at the open grave. Three weeks ago, Gelder, Gelterman disappeared. A week later, John Noop saw the missing man's body when he peered through a window of the House of Mystery. The body was buried after a coroner's jury had found that he had committed suicide. After the burial, it developed that the farmer drew $70 from a bank on the day of his disappearance. No money was found on his person. Maybe he ate it. Unlikely. <laughs> Not really sure where that came from. Bouncing <laughs> ideas off the walls, which is more than the fucking detectives did to solve this case. Okay? That is fair. You That's really probably what they came up with. <laughs> Must have ate his money. I look at this guy hanging. I see a stab wound in his neck. I assume he ate the $70 that he withdrew from the bank. So there's a lot going on here. And the reason I included it is if like you read like the subtext in the article, basically he was found in a house that the town considered haunted. It sounds like it was either either his house was scary. It doesn't really clarify if it was his house or just a random house. But the house was like considered a haunted house amongst the town. And the only way that his body was discovered was somebody who wanted to be curious and look inside the haunted house. Mm -hmm. And he walks up to the window and looks in and sees this dead body hanging from the wall, which is way more than you plan to see, even when you're approaching a haunted house, right? So imagine that. Imagine showing up to a haunted house and looking through and just seeing a dead body hanging. You're like, oh, it is haunted. Yeah. <laughs> Now yeah. it is. Now I mean, shit. It's probably more haunted now. Yeah, I feel like they kind of breezed over the fact that it was at a haunted house over in this article. Again, another short article. Also, I thought this story was going to be awesome. It was still pretty awesome, but I thought the headline that you gave me, which let me pull it back up real quick, was "Corpse and Haunted House." Corpse and Haunted House. I thought this was going to be a haunt, like a Halloween haunt, mm -hmm. and they were using an actual oh, dead body as a prop. Great. Yeah, which is something you see in movies a lot. And I've even heard of one case where people decorated a house with like a dead body and no one knew it for like days because they thought that it was a prop. Yeah, so. If you can't smell it, then you just say, wow, that's a really, really authentic, uh, you know, realistic looking Halloween decoration. Yeah. Less authentic. Very Less authentic. authentic. <laughs> no, very authentic. <laughs> yeah. Super authentic. Some say I have, I have, a, I have a theory. Go so for it. 
was John Noop. That was the guy who found the body. Yeah, yes. guilty, right? Maybe. He, what he probably is guilty of is he walked up, looked in the window, saw the body hanging, and saw $70 on the table. He's probably guilty of taking that money and then reporting it. Oh, or eating it. <laughs> <laughs> he actually, the guy did hang himself. John Noop walked in the house, smelled the money on his breath, stabbed him in the neck, took it out of his esophagus and ate it himself <laughs> is, is what actually happened. Hey, when people are money hungry, they're money hungry. <laughs> oh, oh, John Noop, if you're, theory. if you're still this, alive, this line of happen. this line of jokes that we just came up with needs to uh, needs to die. But just, wait, the only way to make it die is to make it eat just, money. <laughs> just like the guy in this haunted house. I can't wait for the Patreon names next week. <laughs> uh, just yeah. make sure you do it in this town in Illinois because the police will never figure out who did it. You know especially, how you know that? Sorry, go ahead. Especially if you do it in 1911. Yeah, you know how you know that this newspaper is like super, super local is the fact that they just said near here. <laughs> like they didn't say like near the city in Illinois. They just said near here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's how you know that paper gets, you know, around town and that's about it. Doesn't leave the city limits. All right. Let's get into our last haunted headline for the night. And this one is from 1909, a little bit more local to us. It's from Maine and it is titled Maine Ghost on Horseback. Peculiar, 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 peculiar. Ooh, another word, Rob. Can we found another one? <laughs> ghost that struck terror to farmer folk. So you just got to no, do no, the. No. What, uh, what kind of ghost was it? It was a peculiar ghost. Good. That's better. Yeah, we we just had a we had a brain fart right there. The horseback riding ghost is the very latest variety that has appeared in boat Bodenheim, Bodenham. And he is part- he is a particular spirit making visitations only at certain times. The hunter's ghost, they call him, and the big man on the white horse who comes galloping down the Lisbon Road on the full of the moon, right up to the side door of Sunnycrest Farm, strikes terror to the heart of the farmer folk as he raps smartly with his riding whip on the panels of the door. Whenever one appears in answer to the knock of the ghost, so they tell the story. He wheels around and disappears at a gallop, turning into the old woods road, much used in revolutionary times by the soldiers of that stormy period. Ghost of the old Cap'n, they call him. This ghost has way too many names. All right. They, they've already given him two names before this paragraph, and then they go, Ghost of the old Cap'n, as they call him. It's like you yeah, just told me to the, call them three He's the horse riding ghost. He's the yeah. hunter's ghost. Yeah. He's the the big man on the big white horse ghost, which is very unoriginal and not a great title. So ghost of the old Cap'n, they call him, connecting this horseback riding ghost with a certain officer of unsavory fame who once haunted the district of Maine. It is on the hunter's moon when the ghost rides abroad and nervous people on the Lisbon Road are much disturbed by this galloping horseman from the Lewiston Journal. So right off the bat, they they know who this ghost is. It's yeah. like this unsavory character. 
So why the fuck do you have nine nicknames for him if you know his actual name? Yeah. <laughs> just he's he's the ghost of this guy. Like you you know who that guy is. They didn't tell us who that guy is. They just said he was unsavory because I don't think they wanted I don't think they wanted to uh have any kind of legal, you know, they, they don't have Ron Meshpecher. He's not born yet. Yeah. He's I love he's that the... term. Unsa- unsavory fame. <laughs> yes. I love that this ghost is the puff daddy of ghosts. It's like it's Puff Daddy, aka Diddy, aka P P Diddy, it just keeps going on and on. It's like the ghost on the big white horse slash the captain slash the ghost of the blood moon. It's like, bro, pick one. You're writing the article. Pick one. What are you doing? That's that's a writer who didn't want to say the same thing twice. You know, like, when, you know, when you're writing a, an episode or something like that, and you're like, oh, God, I've said the word interesting 43 times. So I got to find a different word, which we have a yeah. hard time doing. That's that's what that was, I think. Or he would, or he knew that this ghost had three different nicknames, and actually a real name too, and he wanted to uh, show that he was smart and he was well researched and knew all the nicknames. I suppose it is like I know we're making fun of like the ghost like nicknames, but it is written really well and it is kind of a scary story because it talks about the ghost coming riding up to the farm and wrapping its like right riding whip on the door and. Can you imagine seeing a ghost on horseback come up and start knocking on your door with its riding whip? It actually is pretty scary. It is. And then the it's riding going, whip is called a crop. Um, not in this story. It's not. Yeah. Well, I know. <laughs> it's called. But a I was just correcting. Whip. I was correcting you both. Um, I think if this, if a riding whip had another name this author would have definitely used it based on his true affinity Indeed. for using that's a different name for the ghost. Yeah. Big fan uh, of the thesaurus, this guy. <laughs> yes. Uh so just just a really creepy story about how the ghost shows up and then when you go to see it, it spins around real quick and disappears into the old woods. So I thought it was an a really cool story. I kind of want to look a little more into it and see if people are still kind of seeing this ghost or if it's one of those ones that has sort of disappeared over time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a haunting that was reported on some of these hauntings. They go away. Some of them, they stick around for hundreds of years. So could certainly be a possibility. Yeah. Well, that's going to do it. I had four articles. We got through all four. Do you guys have a favorite of the four? Uh, well, I don't know if favorite's the right word, but that second one was insane. Yeah, very scary. I um, try to I try to pick them to do different things. Like obviously the first one was more lighthearted, and then that second one really drops the hammer on you with like the scare factor. And then I found the main ghost a little more intriguing. Mm-hmm. And the murder just being more of a like, what is happening here? Why are these cops so bad? And it's all happening in a haunted house. So all different stories for different things. And I think that's kind of the way that these haunted headlines are going to go in the future. Yep. The story with the story with the child sitting up is going to be hard to top to find anything more terrifying than what we just had on this. It's not really a ghost story, but it felt like a curse story. And again, we will be doing multiple types of haunted headlines. It doesn't have to be a ghost story. But we will always try to slip in a ghost story or two. And if you, listener, 
come across a haunted headline from back in the day that you find interesting, you can email it over to us at hometownghoststories at gmail.com, or you can come over to the Discord, drop it there, and I will add it to our list of haunted headlines to cover. Just please make sure you have the article handy. A picture of it really helps to make these episodes happen. Until next time, let's thank our actually let's thank our patrons real quick, Jesse. We can do that. So for our VIPs, we have Allison V, Anna C, Dakota G, Donnie N, Glitter, T's, Cammy from Washington. We have Jeannie R, Jennifer P, Joseph S, Lisa J, Mal. We have Mike Oubliette, Blake, Mom and Pops W, Nick, Robert H, Demon King, and Inspires Gaming. Thank you so much for being VIPs. For the Warrens Wards, we have Ambie Rose, Kath Q, Chris C, LBPS founder, next HTGS guest. We have DC. We have Elizabeth Young, Eugene M, Lily. I hate Rob. We have Jake V, Janice G, Jesse clearly loves ACDC, and so do I. We have Papa Squatch. We have Rachel B. We have Rob Sucks at Video Games. What? Where did that come from? Brand new. Five minutes ago? It was not. People seem to update this right after the Tuesday broadcast. (laughs) And we also have Sarah Cook. We have Siobhan, not Sharon. We have Steph A of the Church of the Stephanies. Stitch Kitten, Sydney B, the other Rachel B. We have Adam S. We have Al Capone. We have Al Capone versus the alleged haters and their one-star reviews. Yeah. Thanks, Al Capone. I like that one, Al Capone. We have Al Capone's allegedly poorly taxidermied wife. We have Alicia E. We have Anthony Whiskey. Dave is mid-T. We have Arcade Hunters. Ashley M. Brandon W. Captain McSlubs. McSlubs. We have Captain McSlugs. We have Cody has a shorter name. Crystal Quinn. Did I really shave my legs for this? We have Ghost Stories of the Paranormal Podcast. We have Hooska. Hooska. Huggy Bear, Joe R, Julie S, Kelly C, Kiralee J, Marie R. We have Mark. We have Mark. Mark Twain and the Haunted Grape. We have Mina H, Mariah M. We have my name's Jesse Wilkins, and I'm the world's biggest fan of ACDC. I had to say it twice. <laughs> Wait, didn't? there's no way that's the same. There was two last time. There's, there's two, two, of two of them with the – yeah, but it wasn't the exact same. No, it was I love AC, – Jesse loves ACDC, and so do I. Um, yeah. Mm, yeah, all right. <laughs> We have Paul from St. Louis. We have Pork. We have R. You know the drill. We have Sam from Nepal. We have Sharon V. We have Shitsky Dave. We have Soph M. Hooper, the big spag nasty, and Wayne Christie. Thank you guys for being patrons. Three dollars a month. I'll get you on there, and uh, I'll get your name in the credits and your name on this cool new banner that I put on YouTube. That goes across the bottom of the screen now. Love that. Look at that. Yeah, you get the you get, uh, you get the the royal treatment over here at Hometown Ghost Stories production. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is that? <laughs>